This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Watch the big game with your radios turned up. That is out of here. It's October. And you can kiss that one goodbye. The American League Championship Series. I'm as prepared as I can possibly be. It's going to be fun. The Houston Astros advance to the American League Championship Series. Turn up your radio, Houston. Verlander strikes out the side. Astros Radio. It's going to be a pretty good series. Houston's exclusive. Hometown call. And you can kiss it goodbye. Fans loving it. Turn up your radio to your hometown team. This is the Houston Astros Radio Network. Ranger stepping out for a moment, taking his time, always has those high socks. Sale looking in to Leon for the sign. Here's the 3 2. Springer hits it hard and past Nunez down the left field line. That'll score Correa. Maldonado will score. Reddick goes to third. Two run single, George Springer. Two to nothing, Astros. Boy, a hard shot. A chance for Nunez, no doubt about it. But hit so hard, it snuck right underneath his glove. He couldn't even get it down in time. It was hit so sharply. One out away from nailing it down. Outfield shaded the other way against Nunez. Here's the 1-0. And that's a ground ball. Broken bat right at Bregman. He's up with it. Takes his time. Throws across in plenty of time. And that is the ball game. The Houston Astros lead the American League Championship Series one game to none as they take game one from the Red Sox by a final of 7-2. And the Astros, they know they're going to leave Boston with at least a split after winning tonight. Game two coming up tomorrow night here at Fenway. A lot of clutch hits. There wasn't a whole lot of hits, especially early on in the ballgame, but the Astros made them count. Two-run single by Springer. That was their first hit. Then they got another hit. It was an RBI single by Correa. That came in the sixth. That was just their second hit. But they took the 3-2 lead, and then they they broke out the, the whooping stick in the ninth inning, scoring four more times. We're joined now in the Astros' dugout by George Springer. Big two-run single to get the Astros on the board in the in the second inning. That was, that was a big hit, George, bottom of the order. You know, they, they're able to get on base, load them up, and then you're able to come up with a, with a big hit. Yeah, I mean, you know, the the that bat that got had by the guys who were on base are are, are absolutely huge. You know, I I, I like hitting those spots. Um, it's good for the team. Um, you know, to break through right there and put us up too. George, I don't want to lead you into saying anything bad about another player, but did you guys notice the velocity was a little down for sale in the game? Um, a tick, but you know what? He's a guy that can come out throwing at 99 or he can come out throwing 91 you, right. you, you, you're not quite sure which is why he's so effective because he can add in some tracks he can can do, do you know do, do a lot of things with the baseball up there but yeah i mean he's 93 94 is is not slow but uh i mean it's it's wasn't the 99 that i i think we, we've all been uh right. accustomed to seeing Hey, how big, you know, Correa gets the RBI single to put the Astros ahead in the in the sixth inning. And, how, I mean, how much confidence do you guys have in, in the bullpen right now, especially now Lance out there and, 
and doing what he's been doing. I'll tell you what, man. Our our, our pen is is unbelievable. That They don't get enough credit for the stuff that they've done all year. You know, I, I, I know a lot of teams have some have some great bullpens, but I, I, I think ours is is the best. I mean, it's all those guys down there from the top to the bottom, from the, the guys who've gotten the call up, the guys that have filled in for guys who've gotten hurt. It's I love our, our bullpen, and, and I'm glad that they're all on our team. All right, George. Hey, thanks for joining us. Congrats on the win. Try to get another one tomorrow. All right. All right, George Springer. Joining us on the postgame, all guests who appear on the Astros postgame show receive a gift card courtesy of Landry's, leader in dining, hospitality, entertainment, and gaming with over 600 locations nationwide. Find out more at LandrysInc.com. And greetings from Fenway Park in Boston, Massachusetts, where tonight the Houston Astros take on the Boston Red Sox in Game 2 of the American League Championship Series. Astros are the one-game-to-none lead in the series after taking Game 1 last night, 7-2 to over the Red Sox. Justin Verlander gave up two runs, struck out six in six innings to get the victory. Yuli Gurriel had a three-run home run as the Astros taking the first game of this best-of-seven series against the Red Sox. Today's pitching matchup brought to you by Houston Methodist. Houston Methodist is proud to be the official health care provider for the Houston Astros. Houston Methodist leading medicine. Astros will send Garrett Cole to the mound tonight. And Cole, he's coming off an outstanding outing in his last start. Game two of the division series against Cleveland, striking out 12, not issuing a walk over seven innings. Yeah, not many people have done that, have they? It was Tom Seaver in 1973, the only other pitcher to do that in the postseason. And uh, when you can combine the power and the control both, and that's what those numbers suggest, uh, that's what you have in Garrett Cole. And he's just a, a great evolution of what we're seeing during the course of this season coming over from Pittsburgh. Uh, more usage of the four-seam fastball. He likes to live up in the strike zone quite a bit more than he did in his time in the National League. But uh, you, you talk about a cerebral pitcher, mm -hmm. too. He's smart. He moves the ball around, and he rips it, man. He gets ahead of the count. He's going to put you away. And Garrett Cole. 1-0 and two starts against Boston this year, and the Astros won both of those starts that Cole made against him during the regular season. And David Price will be getting the ball for the Red Sox, and his postseason struggles well-documented, 0-9 with a 6.08 ERA and 10 career postseason starts. Only pitcher to lose his first nine postseason starts, and he came off a rough outing, game two of the division series against the Yankees, didn't make it out of the second inning, gave up three runs. Man, you're talking about some pressure, David Price, and there's a lot of different reasons for it. Number one is that track record that mm -hmm. he hasn't done well in the postseason. Number two, he's getting paid so much money. And number three, the Red Sox are down 0-1 in this series now. They have to have a good David Price uh, coming into this ball game. So I can't imagine he had a, a very – a uh, restful night of sleep. You know, he knows what uh, the media is like here, all the scrutiny that comes uh, with pitching here in Boston. But they're relying on him. If they fall down 2-0, man, it doesn't look good for Boston at all. Red Sox, Price, two good starts against the Astros during the regular season, winning one, getting a no decision in the other. We'll be back with more of Astro Launch right after this. Nothing goes better with nine innings of Astros baseball than a cold Carbock beer. And the first pitch of the ball game. Is a fastball high. So tune into the game and crack open a Love Street Kolsch style blonde or Hopadillo IPA to root on your Houston Astros. It's game time, so grab a cold locally brewed car bar. If you're in Houston, drop by the brewery where we're open seven days a week serving up great food, delicious beer, and plenty of good times. Follow us on social at Carbach Brewing. Carbach Brewing, Houston, Texas. Today's Keys to the Game brought to you by Lone Star College. When it comes to jump-starting your career, Lone Star College knocks it out of the park with over 170 programs. Visit LoneStar.edu to learn more. Lone Star College, start close 
go far. Well, you look at what David Price has done in his Red Sox career in the in the regular season, and he's been very good. This is his third season with Boston, and they signed him, of course, to that big contract before the 2000 se- 2016 season, seven years, $217 million. They signed him to win the big games, particularly the big postseason games, and, and so far he, he hasn't been able to do that. He hasn't been able to do it. I mean, that's been the knock on him. When he comes out of the bullpen, he, he does very well. He pitches well against the Astros out of the bullpen in the division series just last year, but for whatever reason, uh, especially in his time with the Boston Red Sox, he just he can't get him deep into the ball games. That's yeah. the biggest thing is, man, we need some help. They used five relievers yesterday, and if they have to get in the bullpen before the fifth inning today, man, it's not going to look good for the for the Red Sox in this one either. And, of course, this is not the easiest town to be in when you're paid a lot of money to produce on the field and you're not producing the way fans expect you to. Price got booed quite a bit, Game 2 of the Division Series against the Yankees. And you know if things start to go bad early for him that uh, the Boo Birds are going to be out again here at Fenway. No, but it is an advantage in this sense. He's pitching at home, and if he does pitch good, and let's face it, he's getting paid all this money because he's been very good throughout mm-hmm. his career. Uh, he's certainly capable of pitching a gym in this ball game. But if things go well, he's going to have the cheers of this crowd, and that's going to help him to be able to sure. to coast along and pitch a, at the top of his ability. But like you said, man, if things go wrong, man, it's going to get ugly around here in Boston for David Price. Robert Ford and Steve Sparks joined by Astros President of Baseball Operations and General Manager Jeff Luno as we are every Sunday. Today it's Game 2 of the American League Championship Series against the Red Sox. A good start to the League Championship Series yesterday, Jeff, with the the 7-2 win, Astros able to, to break the, the game open late. And, you know, it's kind of incredible when you think about you've been hearing a lot about bullpenning and, and, and different ways that teams are trying to get those 27 outs with their pitching staff. But in every single postseason game so far for the Astros, their starters have gone at least five innings. That's like throwing a complete game in, in this day and age. It really is. And you got to give a lot of credit to Justin last night. He was tremendous. He's been tremendous all year. And hopefully we see the same thing from Cole today. But it makes AJ's job a lot easier when he just has to use three or four bullpen guys instead of six or seven. And we saw the impact of having to use more guys on Boston last night. They Chris Sale came out pretty early. They had to use a lot of their bullpen, and we eventually got to them. Jeff, how much from the experience of last year on the road, especially in New York, you think back to that and in the raucous crowd and things like that, how much do you think that experience helps this current team? I think it's a motivation, and also I guess we're used to it, but that was not a lot of fun, those three games in New York, right. and we ended up losing all three of them. We seem to have more luck here, even though the crowd is, is every bit as loud and intense. Our guys seem to like to play here, so hopefully that will continue tonight. I mean, our hitters have done a tremendous job. Yuli just getting that ball right around Pesky's pole over there. And obviously Josh Reddick, that was one of the biggest blasts of the year for him. So they like to hit here, and they're not intimidated. And i got to give Astros fans credit. There's plenty of them here today, not as many as there were a couple weeks ago, but there's enough here that we can hear them. And the Astros, so much depth and so many quality players who aren't on the the league championship series roster and plenty who weren't on the LDS roster. And we saw the Astros make some changes uh, between rounds with uh, Joe Smith and Hector Rondon being added and Miles Straw, pinch running specialist, reliever Will Harris taken off of the 25-man roster. Because of the depth you have, you can, you can kind of maximize matchups as you go round and round. Yeah, we've said all along that we're going to do that. We're going to look at the competition and Obviously, seven-game series is a little different. You have three games in the middle back-to-back, so we need to carry another pitcher. That's our, our philosophy, at least. And it made, uh, you know, the decision came down to do you want the pinch hitter and a guy like Evan Gaddis, or do you want uh, Straw as a, as a pinch runner? And I think uh, for now we want that threat off the bench. 
How extensive and exhausting is that situation? I would imagine you guys go through every scenario you can. And how many hours do you go through that stuff and pour over to get that roster just right? Well, AJ never stops thinking about it. He really doesn't sleep much anyway, and this time of year he sleeps even less. But he's constantly thinking about it. And it really comes down to what's AJ going to do? What are the weapons that he's going to pull out of his arsenal to use in a game situation? And only he really knows that. So a lot of our job is to ask him, okay, AJ, what happens if it's the ninth inning and you know it's a tie game? Who are you going to bring in? You have knowing that you have to go to extra innings, and that's where a guy like Josh James makes sense because he can go two, three, four innings. Uh-huh. So we just challenge him a little bit, but ultimately he gets comfortable with, okay, these are the guys that I'm really going to use in these situations. And speaking of guys you can use in situations, the bullpen was already a strength for the Astros and even better with Lance McCullers moving to the bullpen in the postseason. Obviously, it was a result of, of injuries, didn't have enough time to really stretch him out at the end of the regular season, but uh, one, two, three inning uh, out of the pen last night, and he just makes this bullpen so much better with what he's able to bring to the table. He does, and he came in in a critical situation yesterday facing the top of the lineup, and he got right through it, and it's huge for us because even when we knew that he wasn't going to have time to build back up as a starter, we weren't sure what we were going to get as a reliever. Last year he was in the bullpen, but he came in for three, four-inning stints, and this is different. I mean, this is a guy that we can use back-to-back in the eighth, uh, seventh, eighth inning, and that's huge for us. Joined by Jeff Luno before game two of the ALCS against the Red Sox here in Boston, and Garrett Cole getting the ball for the Astros tonight. And A lot has been said, a lot has been written about Cole's improvement uh, this year compared to what he did in Pittsburgh his last couple of years. And, you know, there's been a lot of talk about uh, tweaking some things. And I don't know that enough credit's been given to, to Garrett Cole for being receptive to those tweaks. Because it's one thing, obviously, when you have ideas on how to make a player better. But I'm sure you know there, there are plenty of guys you, you may bring stuff to them, whether it's analytics or what have you, and maybe not as receptive as Cole has been. You're exactly right. And the credit goes to to Garrett Cole. What we did is we showed him what we love about him, which is there's a lot to love. He was the number one pick in the country. He was a great pitcher for Pittsburgh for a lot of years. And where the idea that that he could maybe change his arsenal a little bit in order to get even more out of what he has. And he bought into it from day one. He went out there and executed it. And you're right, there's been other pitchers that we've had come through our system that they haven't been willing to adapt or able to adapt. And so we never count on it, but we certainly, it's a bonus when it's able to happen. You won the World Series last year, but if there was a wart on the team, it was the ability to shut down the other team's running game. And this year you made a a big move at the trading deadline to get Martin Maldonado. And not only has he shut down the running game, people don't even attempt to steal. Uh, when did you come up with that name or, or that idea? Was it pretty early? Well, we also wanted a catcher that could hit a triple every once in a while. <laughs> did that for us. But now we, we acquired uh, Maldonado specifically for the playoffs. I mean, we knew that we had a pretty good chance to win the division without him. And obviously having a good catcher during the season is great. And and McCann was hurt for a little while. But we knew that having that kind of weapon behind the dish in these types of series against Boston and Cleveland would be huge. And it's it's panned out that way. How much are you divided or divided at all preparing for the the postseason and and for this round and, and potentially the World Series should the Astros get there versus also thinking ahead toward 2019 and, and the offseason and, and some things you might want to do there? Well, our focus is on this series and getting through the series and winning it, and then we'll turn our attention to L.A. or Milwaukee. But we're constantly looking at what the team composition is going to look like next year. We have a bunch of guys that are going to be free agents, Gaddis, Keuchel, Maldonado, et cetera. So we, Marwin, we're going to have to deal with that. Uh, but right now, we're just enjoying being here, and our, our goal is to win this series. Big RBI hit for Carlos Correa yesterday, and that was big for the confidence. But I think 
you know, is a lingering injuries there. I think a lot of that stuff becomes mental. And I think uh, results uh, can only help him. And we watch batting practice. It looks like he can really let it go right now. What are you hearing about his health? He can. And he said today after working out that he's feeling as good as he's felt in months. Right. And to me, that's a, a real danger for the Boston Red Sox because this guy's sitting there in a six hole with the ability to knock the ball out of the ballpark and still playing great defense and able to steal a base if he needs to. So this is a real weapon for us. And I've said from the beginning, if we're going to win the World Series again, it's going to be with the Carlos Correa the way we know him, which is a, as a star, and I think we're starting to see that. Arizona Fall League is in full swing right now, and this past week you got some really good performances from a, a couple of top prospects, a couple of pitchers who are first-round picks. J.B. Bukowskis, of course, first-round pick out of uh, University of North Carolina. Friday, three and a third innings, gave up a run, struck out five, and you know, apparently the, the velocity was in the, the upper 90s, according to some reports. And, and Forrest Whitley pitching this past Tuesday faced nine batters and struck out eight of them. I mean, that, that certainly is encouraging. Obviously, the focus is on the big league team right now and what they're doing, but that depth's very important, especially as, as we were talking about earlier, thinking about 2019 and beyond. No question about it. We've never sent two top prospects like that, pitching prospects, to the Fall League, but both of them missed time this year, and so it was important that they get out there. And, boy, they are uh, performing. In fact, we had our roster meeting the other day, and A.J. said, so what are the chances that Forrest Whitley could potentially be on this <laughs> roster? I had to shut that conversation down. But, you know, he's a guy. He's going he's gonna to work into our equation next year, and, and J.B.'s not that far behind him. And does it seem like, you know, Whitley, obviously, he kind of got set back a little bit. It almost seemed like a, a bit of a, of a lost year for him, although he did get to advance a little bit. Yeah, he didn't pitch as much as we wanted him to, but I, I, I wouldn't say it's a lost year because he still made some strides and he's getting closer, but he's a guy that's going to factor in our equation next year. He's going to come to big league camp and he's going to compete for a spot in our rotation, and you know he could very well be on this team next year. Astros president of baseball operations and general manager Jeff Luno. Hey, hopefully next time we, we talk to you, it's Steve Sparks in the clubhouse and you're drenched in champagne. There you go. I'll, I'll sign up for that. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we'll put up for questions for Josh right here, Mark. Hey, Josh. <clears throat> you, you and Alex and others have talked a number of times, especially in this situation. The important thing is to keep the pedal to the metal mm -hmm. after winning game one. Is that easier said than done? Uh, yeah. I mean, this, you look across the way and that team's pretty darn good over there from what they bring top to bottom. So we know it's not going to be an easy task, but... You know, our mindset is, like you say, keep keep our foot on the gas pedal, and you know, if we uh, get to these guys early, hopefully they'll falter. Next question, Mike. Josh, uh, you know what it's like to play in this ballpark, and what last night's win means in terms of trying to gain back home field advantage. But what do you expect from this Red Sox teams in terms of uh, desperation tonight, if any? Oh, I mean, we've already read that they're uh, they're all in tonight. So we, we saw from them not announcing their third and fourth game start yet that they're uh, kind of treating it like a wild card game. So they know how important, just as much as we do know how important this game is to win going back home. So makes sense what they're doing. They're going to have all hands on deck. And you know, I think that uh, to an extent, that's what we're going to be like today, minus our uh, our starters between Dallas and Charlie. So um, <clears throat> we know how, how, how tough this team can be in this ballpark. These these fans really get behind them, as we saw from last night in that fifth inning. They, they get behind it once they smell blood. So. Uh, it's going to be an, a fun night as much as an interesting night tonight. Be here on the left. Josh, how loose can the hitters be knowing that you had yesterday JV going, you, know, you got Garrett, you got Dallas going just in a tight game that you guys know your pitchers got you? Yeah, we know we know how, how um, they can keep us in a lot of ball games and, and give us the opportunity to go out there and give them a lead. And, it, and it's pretty easy with those guys on there because we've seen what Garrett can do all year with, with the strikeout numbers and, and keeping us in ball games and just giving us a chance to um, – 
you know, really erupt like we did last night, whether it's in the fourth or the, the eighth inning where we can really do damage. And that's one thing that those guys do fantastically is just keep us in ball games to be able to score runs for them. Next question. Over here. Right. Josh, how do you explain what you went through offensively this year and, you know, what you're able to do right now in the postseason? Uh, I mean, just – Personally, a down year for me, just kind of got out of some approaches I had last year. But, you know, once playoff time kicks around, those numbers are irrelevant and you start over at zero and you got to hit the reset button. And uh, my biggest focus this year was, you know, looking back at all the, the, the highlight stuff I got caught up in last year with, the, with what teammates were doing. I tried to get in that spotlight and try to hit the long ball and, and have fun part of that. But, you know, this time around, focused on just being the guy that got on, especially now with, with hitting ninth, eighth, and ninth, it's, it's a lot easier to kind of relax and get on base for guys like George and Altuve and Bregman to be able to uh, get a little spark in the bottom of our lineup. So I guess I could say I'm trying to be like a Tony Kemp right now was for us all year. Follow up. How, how easy was it for you mentally to just pull back from that spotlight or to wind to be in that spotlight? And also, um, how easy or difficult is it for you guys to come back in in October and just turn it back on? Uh, it was it was pretty easy for me. You know, last year I think I came in hitting, I think it was two and, and five and six until I think the end of the ALCS last year. So um, I think it just all starts with my mindset. And when, when I go into the box, just not trying to do everything on the field at one time with one swing. Just going out there, working counts, trying to get good pitches to hit. And I know it, as cliche as that may sound, that's, that's what it's about. But... Um, you know, it's just about going in there with the right mindset. And you have to repeat the second question. I forgot already. Sorry. Just how easy or difficult is it for everyone in the lineup to just turn things back on in October, especially given, like, the injuries that you guys saw and had? Right. I, th I think it's just a matter of we, we have times to reflect on last year. We can look back at a lot of good moments that we put up together last year, and I think that's one way to get back into it. And, and I think everybody takes the same mindset. As I just said, you know, the season's behind us. We've got to work on new numbers, even though, you know, playoff numbers are kind of irrelevant for you personally. It's just a matter about getting the win. So I think that's what we worry about. We worry about the team being total as a whole and just trying to get that win. And, and I think JV put it best, is we don't have one hero every night. As long as we have a hero, we don't care. In the back on the left. Josh, how much time do you guys spend on your defensive prep and alignments before games? So like, as an example, last night, for Vasquez, I think you're about 10 feet behind <laughs> Altuve. You had to be yep. a little worried about a ball over your head in that uh, situation. Kind of, yeah. You look behind you, and there's there's about 100 feet behind me with, with, with this Red Sox Fenway Park. So it's, uh, it's definitely nerve-wracking, but, you know, our, our guys take a lot of time to, you know, break down swings of guys and how their tendencies are to hit the ball to certain parts of the field. And not only that, you know, for me personally in the outfield, with, with George and I out there, it, it's pretty uh, – pretty easy to get along with him out there. We always know where each other is, and he's always got my back. I've always got his. But uh, I rely on Gary Pettis. When Gary Pettis tells me to move, I go. And, and if I see something, he has the uh, willingness to let me move myself when I see something in a swing. So uh, you know, our, our guys in the, in the analytic room work, work day and night, and even on flights in and out to uh, make sure they have everything right. Here in the middle. Josh, you mentioned the fans. You obviously played in this <clears throat> ballpark. You've seen a lot here. Um, they were kind of taken out of the game last night, both by Verlander and the way the game went. So mm -hmm. what are you expecting for an atmosphere here tonight? And, you know, you've seen it here before. I think they put the game one behind them. They come back out loud. Um, you know, like, like going back to they know and we know how important this game is. And these, these fans, these, these are true baseball fans. So they know, one, how big this game is, and two, how to support their home team. You know, mm -hmm. as being a former player here, 
years ago that I, I realized that one thing here coming in is it's always fun to play here. And you put the history behind that. You put the names that have come through here. But it's just a true baseball ballpark. These fans, you know, they're, they're going to get on you as a visiting player, but they're not going to take it over the edge. They're not going to go over the line with, with too much being said. But they're going to let you know how, how they feel. And um, you know, I, I, I could have listed off several things last night. I got called for wearing a ski mask from, from shredder to all kinds of things. But, you know, it was cold out there and windy, so I was trying to be warm. But um, it's, it's a very fun place to play coming in here. If you're a home player or a visiting player, and that's one thing I tell these guys is enjoy it here because these are one of the few places where you can feel like it's a history ballpark and it's a legendary ballpark. You feel like you're playing back in the 1920s as, as well as in the early 2000s. As the Astros, a franchise record, 103 wins during the regular season. <laughs> We're a better team than last year. It's the team that plays the best. It's October. Special teams do special things in October. Fans loving it. The American League Championship Series. And Springer drives this one deep to right center field. Looking up. See you later. Turn up your radio, Houston. This is club down the left field line. And that's down. Is the Houston Astros. Astros. Will score. Will score. Astros Radio. How about Barwin Gonzalez? Houston's exclusive. Get it made magic. Hometown call. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.